What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Catch and Dunk Podcast. The Warriors have a 3-0 lead on the Dallas Mavericks here in the Western Conference as Game 3 has just wrapped up. Um, I'm Zach, one of your hosts here on the Catch and Dunk Podcast. I'm afraid Ethan will not be joining us this episode, um, but we all wish Ethan to have a great vacation, so shout out to my brother on vacation, but let's dive into it. Short little recap for game three and some talking points that stood out to me. Let's jump right into it. So in the first quarter, um, surprisingly, the Warriors had a great start. They were up 12 at one point, 19 to 7, um, which I think was odd to me from the fact that how the Warriors have started games throughout the postseason. Um, so I think that is a positive that they were, that they came out, looked focused, looked ready to go, started off in the early lead. And then it shriveled a little bit once Jordan Poole and Otto came on the floor, Clay and Looney left. I think Loon's lack, uh, Loon's not lack of presence defensively in the paint um, hurt the Warriors a little bit tonight, especially in the first first quarter, I noticed. Um, and I think Jordan Poole has struggled throughout the majority of this series. I think game one, he was solid. Games two and three, I think he's been a little bit lackluster, especially on the defensive side. Um, he's just probably, you can make an argument for the Warriors' worst defender Um in this game, and I think in game two, you can make that argument. And I think you can just make that argument in general. He just, I think you saw tonight, Luca purposely attacked Jordan Poole, and I think a lot of the Mavs players attacked Jordan Poole, Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney Smith. They attacked Jordan Poole, take him into the paint, and they take advantage of that. I think Jordan Poole is like a size, and I think he, he's just not the greatest defender in the world. Um, and I think the Mavs are trying to use that to their advantage. Um, and also, he's been struggling offensively. Um, hasn't been – I'll pull up the box score really quick. Um, but he did hit that clutch three in the fourth quarter to probably put a dagger um, on the night and said, good night, blew some kisses afterwards. You'd love to see it. Um, but Jordan Poole tonight was two for four from the field, so he wasn't shooting too often, but 10 points, got to the line pretty frequently, had four, four, four free throw attempts, four for four. And all the shots are three-point shots, two threes. Um, and like I said before, I think Jordan Poole is an elite shooter, so I think he should keep shooting. Um, I think at times – here's the thing. I think Clay, when he's not shooting well, he will keep shooting to shoot out of his slump and doesn't really pass the ball at all, and he keeps chucking. I think Jordan Poole – There's the difference with Jordan Poole is that he knows if he sees – a wide open guy, he's gonna get him he's gonna get him the ball. For example, Steph and for example in, in games one and two was able to find Looney in the paint. That's how Looney had twenty one points in game two. So Jordan Poole, I think, is more along the lines of Steph with that playmaking ability, while Clay, sharpshooter, he only needs two dribbles to chuck it in, make the shot, even though he's been struggling as of late. But Clay did hit some clutch shots in the third quarter. Then in the second quarter, I think the Warriors they looked sluggish. They looked 
it was just bad basketball, um, multiple turnovers. Um, and Draymond just looked awful once again in the first half of game three. Turnovers, bad fouls, um, got her technical. Just not, just not smart basketball by Draymond. But he turned it around in the second half. Looked like a completely different player. Um, was more aggressive offensively because there's this one play in the first quarter where he was wide open down in the paint. Should have put a he if he put it up, it would probably have been a wide open layup, easy two points. Said he kicks it out to a Wiggins three. He misses. Yeah, it, Draymond needs to just put it back up. Easy two points, and I think he made more of a uh, – I'm forgetting my words right here, but he he just did that more often in the second half. And I think where you have an aggressive Draymond Green shooting the ball as an offense and using him as an offensive weapon, the Warriors are going to win more often than not. So, But going back to the second quarter, um, the Warriors look – bad to start the second quarter when Steph came back on the floor it was a quick 11 to 1 run I think Steph just put the team on his back and came in and carried and I think he did that all night Steph and Wiggins were the Warriors best players Steph had 31 points 10 rebounds uh my apologies 31 points 11 assists nine rebounds or five rebounds man I'm not reading the stat sheets right it was just the same problem with last episode 31 points, 11 assists, five rebounds. Steph was – it was just elite basketball tonight. He was dominant offensively, and I think his improved defense showed tonight. Um, he, he's just such an improved defender from years past, especially 2017, 2018, going all the way back to the Warriors' first run in 2015. Um, Steph was doing it all. And so was Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was all over the all over the floor tonight. Twenty-seven points, eleven rebounds, three assists, and just and led the team in plus twenty-two. Just give your flowers to Andrew Wiggins, man. Especially, and I think the poster dunk in the fourth quarter topped it all off, uh, baptizing Luka Doncic. Even though it was called an offensive foul at first, Mark Davis called that back, and it was a clean dunk. It was probably easily one of the best playoff dunks I've seen since the, we believe, Baron Davis dunk um, on Andre Karolinko back in 2007. So going back to the game summary recap, jump right back into it. Steph got him back into the game. I think it was the, he got him back, and it was a timeout called by Dallas when he, they were up 43-42. Um, but I still think it, it is amazing that the Warriors were up by one at, at halftime with how poorly they played in the second quarter. It was just amazing stuff done by Steph in the latter half of the second quarter. Um, so they're up one at halftime, third quarter. You're looking for a fast start. And I think the Warriors jumped on them early and often. I think that's how they separated themselves from the Mavs all night. And the, the Mavs had to play that uphill battle trying to get back into the game. Because um, there was multiple times where the Warriors were extending the lead to 8, 9, 10, 11 points. Um, but third quarter... All about Stephen Wiggins once again. Elite, elite, elite tonight. Um, and then 
it just I think and then you know third quarter goes by fourth quarter comes in and then Steph once Steph and Wiggins once again it it was just those two were the Warriors best players tonight and I'm repeating myself again it just needs to be said Warriors best players tonight were Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins so going into the Mavs side of things Luke got 40 points 11 rebounds three assists he just had no help at all I mean, Jalen Brunson was had 20 points, and there were three guys on the Mavs who had zero points. Maxi Kleber, who played 25 minutes. Um, Reggie Bullock, who played 40 minutes, zero points. Frank, Frank Nitlakina only had zero points, but he only played four minutes, so um, not too big of a big deal. But um, And you could tell Andrew Wiggins, his defense that he was playing Luka with – He's forcing Luca into taking tough shots, and that's working to the Warriors' advantage. Some some of those shots are going to go in, but a lot of them may not. And I think that's a plus of what Andrew Wiggins is doing, and I think that would be key in the next series if the Warriors get their knock on wood. Well, I, I would assume, hopefully, that with a three up 3-0, but against guys like Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins just locking these guys up, forcing them into tough shots. Yeah, so Andrew Wiggins, flowers to him. He's been the Warriors' best player in this series. Front runner for Western Conference Finals MVP. Um, even though there's part of me who thinks Steph should get it, but, you know, I think Andrew Wiggins is he's a front runner. Um, but I think some other things to point out, Otto Porter Jr. left the game in the second quarter with left foot, um, uh, issue with his left foot. Um, Steve Kerr says that it's concerning, uh, even though he did get x-rays and Bonner Scott Anderson came in JTA five, for a five minute stint. He was minus seven, but he, he did play well. Um, there was like one possession stood out to me where he got the ball in the paint and instead of putting it off for an easy layup, he kicked it out instead. And it was a stupid turnover and I think that's a big problem that the Warriors have had there's been a lot of overpassing um and I think that's mainly directed towards Draymond with overpassing and that leads to stupid turnovers um but I also did notice that throughout much of the first two rounds in the series you saw Draymond bring it up at the top of the key and he was directing the offense like he normally does I think tonight you didn't see much of that because I think Steve Kerr noticed in the previous two games. And I think towards the latter half of the Memphis series where you saw Draymond Green make some boneheaded turnovers by forcing it into Steph or forcing it to Clay or forcing it to Jordan Poole um, while directing the offense at the top of the key. So I don't think you saw that too much of that tonight. Um but yeah, JTA came in for Otto Porter Jr. Um, I think that's something to look out for because I do not. I I highly doubt that Otto plays Tuesday night with the Warriors, especially up three zero. Um, so I think it, I think JTA will probably still get some run, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jonathan Kaminga um, at all. But speaking of the other rookie, Moses Moody, sixteen minutes, um, and like I said on Twitter, um, that many of you listeners uh, follow uh, on the Catching Depth podcast Twitter who retweeted my tweet. Moses Moody looks like a 30-year-old vet out there, and he's only 19 years old. He's playing some big-time minutes. 
big time postseason minutes, and he looks he looks amazing. He's looks like he's no he knows what he's doing. He is playing some very good defense. The, the play that stood out to me is that where I believe it was Andrew Wiggins at the line, and Moses Moody did a tremendous job boxing out, got the offensive rebound, kicked it out to Clay. Clay had an open three, and he knocked it down, and that, and that extended the Warriors lead in the fourth quarter. That is just high IQ basketball, and it's and it's especially amazing when it's done by a 19-year-old rookie. So I think Moses Moody deserve is deserving of these minutes, especially these. He got 16 minutes tonight, and I think with Otto being out, I don't know how long he'll be out. Um, we'll hope for the best. I think you probably see Jonathan Kaminga, Juan Escano Anderson, maybe Nemanja Bielicka. Um I'm not sure, but I think Steve's going to probably hold it to a nine. Mm, yeah, probably a nine-man rotation. So I would probably see either JTA or Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I think J. I think I think I I lean towards Kaminga from the athleticism side of things, but I think JTA being an older player. Even though he's early in his NBA career, I think he is a safer pick just from Jonathan Kaminga's uh, youthness um, or just being so young and inexperienced. I think that may be a little bit of a risk. But the Warriors got a 3-0 lead. That's the recap. So, I mean, quick little recap. Um, Ethan will unfortunately be able to Unfortunately, Ethan will unfortunately won't be able to join us for the rest of the series. So, guys, stuck with me, baby. Let's go. Game three, Warriors have a 3 0 lead. 3 0 lead um, in the Western Conference Finals. One more win until the NBA, until NBA Finals birth. And Five more wins to the ultimate prize in the NBA Finals. So, I mean, the Warriors are – it's just been a long two years, and it's just an amazing feeling to see the Warriors almost back where they belong. I mean, it, we were just so used to, from 2015 onwards, the Warriors being such a dominant force in the NBA. And look at them now. They're – just two years of rattled with injuries and poor play and COVID-19. And they're just one one away from the NBA Finals. It's amazing stuff. Um, but final point, the Andrew Wiggins dunk, easily one of, like I said before, one of the best playoff dunks I've seen in my lifetime. And just amazing stuff from Andrew Wiggins tonight. Amazing stuff from Steph Curry tonight. Warriors up 3-0. That'll conclude episode number 93 of the Catching Dubs podcast. 92 or 93. Let me double check real quick. This is like a raw episode right here. So we're doing good. We're doing good, boys and girls. 90, episode 93 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on the gram at Catching Dubs pod and on Twitter at Dubs pod. And I'll see you guys back on Tuesday night for game four 
after Tuesday night, after game four on Tuesday night. For episode number 94 of the Catching Dogs podcast. Warriors up 3-0. You're going for the speed? I say just wrap it up. Let's see. Catch you in the next one, guys. See ya.